If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to share us and subscribe so you don't miss our next show. We'd love to talk with you again. After weeks of drama, the Republicans finally managed to get a Speaker of the House installed Wednesday. Louisiana's Mike Johnson became the 53rd Speaker, winning 220 to 209 against Democratic Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. All Republicans on the floor voted for Johnson. So concluded a drawn-out process begun when Republican Matt Goetz filed a motion to vacate nearly a month ago that ultimately brought down former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. After that historic moment, we watched nominees and vote counts rise and fall, and the Republican conference tear itself apart while the House stayed shuttered, not open for business. All of this against the backdrop of a looming deadline to pass budget resolutions before the 17th of November, when the continuing resolution that ignited the coup against McCarthy ends. All of this while the war in Ukraine rages. All of this while Israel is under attack on all sides and Iran tugs at the puppet strings of the attackers. All this while China continues to try to muscle its neighbors and prosecute its machinations around the world. At a time when the country and the world needed unity and leadership, the United States House of Representatives did its best impersonation of a reality show. The first order of business of the newly reopened House was voting on H.R. 771, quote, standing with Israel as it defends itself against the barbaric war launched by Hamas and other terrorists. Wow, they really need better writers. That's a mouthful of a title. Important sections of this short piece of legislation include... It resolves to stand with Israel and affirm its right to self-defense while condemning Hamas. It calls on all countries to unequivocally condemn Hamas and for Hamas to cease attacks and return all hostages living or dead. It reaffirms U.S. commitment to Israel under the 2016 Memorandum of Understanding. It urges full enforcement of the Taylor Force Act to prevent foreign assistance from benefiting terrorists directly or indirectly. It condemns Iran's support for terrorist groups and urges full enforcement of U.S. sanctions on Iran. Republican Thomas Massey of Kentucky joined nine Democrats in voting nay on this resolution. They were led by the squad, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, Jamal Bowman of New York, Cory Bush of Missouri, Summerlee of Pennsylvania, along with other Democrats, Andre Carson of Indiana, Al Green of Texas, and Delia Ramirez of Illinois. Squad members Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts and Greg Kassar of Texas voted present, along with fellow Democrats Joaquin Castro of Texas, Jesus Garcia of Illinois, Pramila Jayapal of Washington, and Nidia Velasquez of New York. Thursday began with the House starting work on passing the stalled budget resolutions. You remember the budget? H.R. 4394, the Energy and Water Development and Related Agencies Appropriations Act of 2024, had several amendments to process first. House Freedom Caucus Republicans failed to completely eliminate funding for several clean energy departments and programs, and Reps Anna Paulina Luna of Florida, Ralph Norman of South Carolina, and August Fluger of Texas tried the off-scene pay-them-a-dollar BS amendments against several secretary positions that failed. Seriously, Ralph Norman, you want to pay the secretary of frickin' energy one dollar. What do you think you're actually accomplishing with this childish crap? 
A last-ditch motion to recommit was attempted by the Democrats, but even with all of them voting for it, they could not win against a newly cohesive Republican caucus, and that failed. A motion to recommit provides the final opportunity for debate and amendment of a measure before the Speaker orders a final vote on a passage. This can alter bill text, but most MTRs are quickly shut down by the party in power, which is what happened here. As such, these are mostly a method of protest rather than an effective legislative counter. The appropriations resolution would ultimately pass Thursday, 210 to 199. Several notifications of intent to offer resolutions were brought to the floor with members taking aim at each other for disciplinary action by the House. So let's go down the fight card of those who would wag their finger and those who would be wagged at because, you know, this is more important than working on the budget and stuff, right? Less than 10 minutes into the session, after the prayer, after the Pledge of Allegiance, and after the one-minute speeches, and before the aforementioned budget resolution votes, the first legislative activity was Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene coming after Democrat Rashida Tlaib. She is accused of anti-Semitic activity, sympathizing with terrorist organizations, and... What? Leading an insurrection at the United States Capitol. Uh, you remember when Rashida was smashing the doors down on January 6th? Yeah, I don't either. I'm sure Ms. Green will explain her reasoning when the text of H.R. 807 is made available. It isn't currently. Of the three methods of discipline available to the House to punish its members, reprimand being the lightest and expulsion the heaviest, censure is the medium punishment for more serious violations. Basically, the censured member must stand in the will of the House while the Speaker reads the censure resolution. It's basically a public shaming, and it goes in their permanent record, so to speak. Passing such resolution requires a simple majority. And back at you, MTG. Democrat Becca Belint of Vermont wants to censure Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia with H.R. 610. It accuses MTG of being xenophobic, racist, anti-Asian, anti-LGBTQ, and being anti-Semitic and Islamophobic at the same time. How strangely inclusive. She is accused of comparing mask mandates to Jews being, quote, put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany, and tweeting that, quote, vaccinated employees get a vaccination logo just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. Wow. MTG is accused of all manner of wild Twitter and Facebook activity. It would take several minutes to detail all of it, so I will skip that. Suffice to say, damn. She is further accused of spouting 2020 election and 9-11 conspiracy theories and suggesting that the Sandy Hook, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, and Las Vegas Music Festival mass shooter events were staged. She is accused of several times writing or supporting threatening things towards her political opponents. She has posted pictures of herself with a gun next to the images of other congressional members and liked posts advocating for the execution of Democrats like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi. CNN reported deleted videos showed her actually calling for Pelosi's execution as a traitor to our country. She's a proud supporter of the January 6th assault on the Capitol building. And finishing with the weirdest one, she displayed pornographic images during a committee hearing claiming they were a member of President Biden's family. She then posted a press release of the same on her congressional website. Stay classy, Marjorie. Republican Anthony D'Esposito of New York 
is going for the big one on fellow New York rep and truth challenge pariah George Santos. The full text of H.R. 773 was not available at the time of this show, but it will be expulsion, not a shaming. Fellow New York Republicans Nick Lalata and Mike Lawler joined D'Esposito as he made the announcement. All three represent districts Biden won in 2020. Expulsion is a stronger action than censure and thus requires a higher standard to pass. It takes a two-thirds majority. If my math is right, that means 74 Republicans will have to agree with all of the Democrats to boot Santos. When the Democrats came for Santos earlier this year, the Republicans blocked the measures and kicked them over to the Ethics Committee, which has still not ruled on the various charges against George. This and the previous two resolutions are privilege motions, and as such must be voted on with two legislative days. So, Mike Johnson, who is this guy? Johnson graduated from Louisiana State University with a bachelor's degree in business administration and a Juris Doctorate. As a lawyer, he was a senior legal counsel for the Alliance Defense Fund, now called Alliance Defending Freedom. The ADF is a Christian legal nonprofit that describes itself as, quote, the world's largest legal organization committed to protecting religious freedom, free speech, the sanctity of life, marriage and family, and parental rights. Founded by Christian conservatives and bankrolled by James Dobson, the evangelical founder of Focus on the Family, the ADF set out to follow the litigation strategy of the civil rights movement to serve their cause. Some of its causes are opposing the separation of church and state, opposing abortion rights, and fighting gay rights. In 2000, the ADF created the Blackstone Legal Fellowship to teach first-year law students conservative Christian thought. Some lecturers at these events include then-law professor, now Senator from Missouri, Josh Hawley, and then-law professor, now Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett. The recent overturn of Roe v. Wade? That was ADF. In 2015, Johnson founded the nonprofit Freedom Guard to represent Christian clients in lawsuits. One of those clients would be the Ark Encounter theme park in Kentucky. The Noah's Ark attraction faced discrimination charges that they were requiring employees to affirm that they had young earth creationist beliefs. The state of Kentucky responded by withdrawing offers of tax incentives to the operation. Johnson blamed, quote, a few radical secularists and others who were misrepresenting the Constitution and committing, quote, viewpoint discrimination to, quote, exclude this organization from a tax rebate program that's offered to all applicants across the state. The ARC Park won the case and secured $18 million in tax incentives. When describing his legal career in September 2016, Johnson said he was focused on defending religious freedom, the sanctity of human life, and biblical values, including the defense of traditional marriage and other ideals like these when they've been under assault. He served as a member of the Louisiana House of Representatives from 2015 to 2017. Johnson ran for the 8th district seat vacated by the former holder when they were elected to a state district judgeship. Johnson ran on a post. During his term, he authored House Bill 707, the Marriage and Conscience Act, which attempted to codify marriage in the state as only between one man and one woman and protect the rights of others to discriminate against them under the cover of the free exercise of their religion. Then-Governor Bobby Jindal pledged to sign it if it made it through the legislature, but it didn't. The House Civil Law and Procedure Committee tabled it with a 10-2 vote. Both Democrats and Republicans voted against it, and only Johnson and fellow Republican Ray Garofalo voted for it. 
Another Republican, Baton Rouge Councilman John Delgado, called Johnson, quote, a despicable bigot of the highest order for even trying it. Johnson ran for and was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 2016. He has served as a vice chairman of the Republican Conference, assistant whip, a member and former chairman of the Republican Study Committee, and sits on the Judiciary and Armed Services Committees. He joined 146 other Republicans to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. He also signed an amicus brief with over 100 other House Republicans supporting a Texas lawsuit to that end. He also voted on January 6, 2021 to object to the results in Arizona and Pennsylvania. He and all seven other Republican House leaders voted in 2021 against establishing a national commission to investigate the storming of the Capitol January 6. He, obviously, is a strong supporter of former President Donald Trump, and Trump is a big supporter of his. He is now the Speaker of the House. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take the time to leave a comment here and on Podchaser. It helps us know how we're doing and what topics you'd like to hear in the future. Have a great day.